Okay, everybody. So before we jump into this episode, I wanted to make a very, 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 very clear disclaimer um, that I am not a doctor. I'm not an expert in VACCINES. I am sharing with you guys my truth and you know, I'm an expert in feminine energy and trauma and all that kind of stuff and in fucking my intuition. Um, and I'm sharing my opinion with this and my truth. And that does not mean that your opinion or your truth is wrong. We're all allowed to have our own opinions and our own truths. I've just been asked about this a lot. So I decided to do the episode about this. And like, I always talk about controversial shit anyway. So why wouldn't I mention this kind of stuff? Um, I also want to remind you guys that, you know, the mainstream media are not going to talk about the other side of things that won't fit their narrative. So if you're Googling this stuff and you don't find anything on page number one of Google, of course you won't find anything on page number one of Google because that would not be supporting the mainstream media. And in fact, I got into a bit of an argument with um, a family member over this. And unfortunately, he was just sending me fucking quick shit that he's Googled and I'm just like, why are you, like, it's alarming to me how people aren't, like, using their logical mind a little bit more. Um, so I referenced quite a few things from different doctors, one of them being Dr. Catherine Northrup, who is a world-renowned leading OBGYN. Um, and she has a fuckload of credibility that now is being questioned because she's not fitting the mainstream media story. And that kind of says it all. So I'm not fitting the mainstream media story and that does not make me wrong. It also doesn't make me right by any means. You're allowed to choose what's right and wrong for you. Um, but I just want to like mention like a trigger warning, please keep an open mind with this stuff and please don't say that I'm wrong because I'm not going to say, I'm not sitting here saying I'm right. And I'm not sitting here saying that you're wrong. Um, this is just another, another thought, another truth, another way of looking at things that could just open your mind to it. That's all. So I don't want any fucking DMs being sent to me with hate because I'm not, I'm, I'm not receiving it. Um, so yeah, this is my research. Take it or leave it. Um, I've going to have all the links in the blog post in the description below so you can do your own research for yourself. I've just kind of helped it make, make it a little bit more accessible to you guys so you can at least start digging and start going on your own journey if you would like to. Um, and yeah, we're all at our own truth. This is my truth and you do not need to follow this. I'm not saying that what you're doing is right or wrong. I'm just talking about something that I've been asked about a lot and you'll understand more of it in the episode. So, all right, let's jump in. But yeah, when someone talks about this or they're like, like, oh my God, I had the worst side effects, la la, which I hear from a lot of people, it absolutely, like my body just like, the reaction that I get on my body, it's like my intuition is so repelled by this thing. Hello and welcome to the Feminine As Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to what's going to be a very juicy episode. I have been asked for this episode a number of times, and to be honest, I've been avoiding the topic because I 
was struggling to find information that I could, that was backed by doctors and not just like my intuition and not just like my opinion. Um, I didn't really want to get political. I keep, I try and like, you know, on my Instagram and stuff, I just keep it business and whatnot. I, I don't want to get shut down. I know that it's so fucked that we even have to like mute ourselves so that we don't get shut down. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm running my business for trauma stuff. I'm not running it to talk about V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S. Anyway, so I want to give you guys a bit of code language so that you can all understand this. So for the word V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S or V-A-C-C-I-N-E, if it's not plural, we're using the word vacation. So I'm going to say, I am not vacationed. And that will mean I am not V-A-C-C-I-N-E-D from COVID. The reason why I'm saying this is that I just don't want to raise any red flags and I don't want to have my business, um, you know, I don't want to have anything happen. And I don't think it would, but I've seen some people's podcasts be flagged um, and you would think that the podcast would be fine. But even iTunes is not allowing this kind of conversation. And I mean, that raises the first alarm bells, right? Like, why can't we have these conversations? Why can't we question a drug that hasn't even been approved yet? It's still still an experimental drug. Why can we not question a drug that in the animal trials, it kills 100% of the animals, why can't we question this stuff? So today we are talking about the vacation and our periods and reproductive health in specific, because that's what I am obviously a little bit of an expert in. And, um, and that's kind of what started me to be like, okay, fine. I'm going to do this episode. So as you guys know, Welcome. Firstly, welcome. I'm sitting in my office, actually, in my beautiful dream New York apartment. I don't have my office desk yet, but I have my chair, which is a good start. Um, I got about half my furniture the other day, which was very exciting. So the house feels a little bit more like a home and my bedroom has all my furniture. So I am just waiting for the other half of it. Okay. So today, as you guys would have picked up, we are talking about V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S and obviously the covid the COVID one. I might actually drop the word to be honest in this, but hopefully if I don't say it too many times, it won't get flagged. Um, anyway, so yeah, as you guys know, I'm obviously a period whisperer and I have a perfect period. So if you don't know my story, quick backtrack. Um, I had a I had horrendous periods when I was a teenager. Uh, so bad that I went on the pill also cause I want to have sex. Um, and I wanted like perfect skin and I pr- pretty much had perfect skin, but I like wanted magazine skin. Um, anyway, which isn't even attainable lol back then, um, my fucking brain. Anyway, we're all, we're all a bit like that. So, um, yeah, my period was horrendous. I would bleed through like super tampons. I'd wear maternity pads and bleed through them. Um, I went through a phase after I was on the, when I was on the pill, where my periods were so horrendously painful that they thought that I had endo. I'd wake up with like these stabbing pains, um, and sex would sometimes be painful. Anyway, so I went all, had that whole process and whenever I went on the pill, la la la. And was just like a major hormonal imbalance, right? And I came off the pill, lost my period for ages, and then eventually got it back. And then I lost it again, and then I got it back again. So I've been through the works with my period. I've had all the period issues that many people have. I've had the painful periods, the blood clots, the the headaches, the everything. I've had it all. 
And now I have a perfect period. So, you know, I've done photo shoots on my period, um, like naked photo shoots on my period. You wouldn't know that I was on my period um, because I look the same. I feel the same. I'm not bloated. I'm not grumpy. Um, yeah, people, I'm never, I never really am like, P, I'm never, I'm not, not even never really. I'm never like PMSE or feeling emotional because of my period or like, you know, you know, guys never have to be like, guys never say to me like, oh, it's just that time of the month. Um, or they never have to kind of be walking around on eggshells because I'm like grumpy or something. Never, ever, ever, ever. Like they, no one would know. So that's been the case for multiple years now. And even last year during COVID, um, I talked about this on a recent episode. I had a little bit of HPA axis dysfunction just from, you know, the subconscious stress of COVID and everything like that. And, um, my period was coming early a little bit and I had a little bit of a breakout along my jawline, but that was it. But still my period would come early, but no PMS, no real mood swings, like, like nothing that raised a red flag to me with like, oh, I really need to fix this kind of situation. Anyway, then came the, just the Saturday that just happened. The Saturday, the, let's look at the date, Saturday, the 22nd. So obviously I've been moving. Yes. I've been under a little bit of stress. Yes. I've been going out a lot. Yes. I've been drinking a bit more than what I usually am doing, but nothing enough to blow my period out the way that it was blown out. And I'll I'll listen to the story. So like, you know, I've had phases before where I'm like skiing every day. Like, obviously you guys know this, like Switzerland, I was like skiing every fucking day. I was drinking so much. Like we were getting so fucking drunk. I was so hungover, um, like, you know, eating different foods, traveling, like that was fucking stress, right? That was stress. COVID, when I was in lockdown in London, not knowing anybody and being so fucking homesick that I like considered flying home, that is fucking stress, right? Moving to moving to my dream city, li- living in a five-star hotel for a month and a half, and then moving to the Jenga building where I'm in literally one of the most expensive buildings in New York City, and I am, you know, living in a $6.8 million apartment. I think my stress levels are fine, right? And I'm going out and having so much fun with all these friends that I've made. Pretty sure all the serotonin in my body is offsetting any amount of cortisol. Anyway, so this was not a stress thing. I thought about it and it wasn't. So as some of you guys might've been hearing, some people talk about on Instagram and stuff, there has been talk of this thing called vacation shedding. Vacation, keyword, vacation shedding. And basically what it is, is that people that have been vacationed are shedding proteins to other people that haven't been vacationed and it's causing them to have the side effects of the vacation, even though they haven't been vacationed. I'll just give you guys a moment to just breathe that in because it's a different word. Okay. So people asked me about it and I was like, yeah, like I can see how it works. Like, you know, biologically that's definitely possible. Like pheromones and women's cycles sync up all the time. We're constantly like, you know, our body's constantly releasing things. Viruses are constantly being spread all the time. Like that doesn't surprise me, but I wasn't trying to get too heavily in it because I didn't want it to like bog down my life where I felt like I, where I felt like I had to be paranoid about the people I was hanging out with. Well, then came Saturday morning. So Friday night, I was out with friends, um, just having a Friday night fun time. And every friend that I was with was vacationed. Uh, The guy that I've been seeing here, 
was vacationed. I'm assuming the other guy I just started seeing as well is also vacationed. Um, and I live in New York city where pretty much everyone is fucking vacationed. Um, one of my assistants is vacationed and I'm sure many of the people that I walk past every day or that I'm in restaurants with or the waiters, the people at the bar or whatever, all the, the parties that I'm at, pretty sure most people are vacationed. Um, one of my, like most of my good friends are vacationed. Um, most people are. Now, this is not to say that being vacationed is bad or anything. Like, I personally am not going to do it, and I'm not judging your um, options. I'm not judging your choices. A lot of people have been in a trauma response, and they're not aware of it, so they're acting out from trauma. I was discussing this with a guy last night, actually. He's super anti-vacation, and was, like, sometimes the things that he was saying, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we can't just say that people are fucking idiots, because that's not true, because a lot of people are in a trauma response, and they're not actually thinking for themselves. They're thinking in a way of they're responding to their trauma and they're just responding to the fact they haven't seen their family forever they're responding to the fact that they are dying for life to go back to normal and that they're so depressed that's what they're responding to so we can't shame them right because he was saying like well you know those fuckers are gonna have not gonna be our babies and like that serves them right and I'm like well it doesn't serve them right because a lot of them don't even know what they're doing they are being manipulated and they are being um, swayed to make a quote-unquote decision when they're not making a decision for themselves. They think they're doing the right thing because they're just following the crowd and it's fear. It's it's just it's the, the way the the way the government has done this and the media has done this has been it's just actually all NLP and they've anchored in so much fear into people and given people quote unquote options when it's not options the option is you wear a mask or you get vacationed and of course everyone is like oh let's get vacationed and they think that we can trust them anyway and so um, what was I gonna say so. Yeah, I'm around a lot of people that have been vacationed and I wake up Saturday morning and yes, I'd had a few margaritas, but like nothing crazy, right? Um, I wasn't really, I wasn't hungover. I wasn't like, I didn't wake up going like, oh my God, the room is spinning and like, holy shit. Like I was fine. I was tired because I only had like four hours sleep. Um, anyway, so I woke up and I um, went to the bathroom, was fine for the first like half an hour, hour. Went back to sleep, woke up again, went to the bathroom and I got my period. My period was also a week late, which is very, very abnormal for me. I was freaking out a little bit that I was pregnant, to be honest, because that's never, like my period's never fucking late. It's basically always on time. If anything, it's a little bit early. If I've been stressed, it'll come a little bit early, but it very, very rarely comes late. Like can't tell you the last time that it was a whole week late, right? I think I was on like day 36 or 37, which is very, very unlike me. Anyway, and... um. And what was I going to say? So I get my period and I'm like, firstly, I'm like, oh, thank God. And then all of a sudden this pain just washes over me. And honestly, I can't remember the last time that I had period pain like this. It felt like someone, and this is just like, it just made me realize because I almost forgot how shit this is. I did forget how shit this is. And I'm just like, ladies, how do you fucking live with this? Like, if you're living with this every cycle, why the fuck haven't you fixed this? Why the fuck aren't you in your perfect period program? Because I literally don't know how you live with this. So my whole body was shaking. I was in agonizing pain. I was like shitting my brains out, but also kind of constipated at the same time, which is normal when you have like this inflammation in your womb because it's, anyway, it affects your bowels as well. Don't need to go into it. You can listen to another episode. But, um, 
Anyway, I was, sh- I was trembling on the toilet. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to have a shower, go to bed, get in the bath. You know, when you're in so much pain that you like can't make a decision or you can't even move. It's like, I wanted a bath, but I didn't want to run the bath because the pain, like I just, I just couldn't. And like, if I got up from the toilet, I felt like I wanted to shit my pants out. So I had to then go back onto the toilet. But then I eventually got into the shower. Cause I was like, I need hot. I need like hot water on me. And my hair was all greasy. And I was like, maybe like if I have a shower, I'll feel better, right? For you know, I was kind of gaslighting myself. I was like, maybe I'm just hungover. Like maybe I just have a sore tummy. It's not really my period. So I get in the shower to have a warm shower. Well, that was the worst fucking idea ever. I then feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm so lightheaded. I feel like I'm going to puke everywhere and I'm shaking and crying. And just like, you know, that feeling when you're like alone and you are like actually so fucking scared and you're like, I don't know what to do right now. That was me. Anyway, I'm phoning everyone in New York and a typical no one picks up the fucking phone. I phoned people in the UK and I tried every single person that like I loved and trusted to just be on the phone with me and like I could just bore my eyes out and be like, what the fuck? No one picked up. So I actually had to phone my mom and wake her up at 2 a.m. like Australia time, um, which I, that, that's like an emergency situation that I will do that. And I did that because I was so afraid of passing out and my whole entire, I haven't given you guys a full tour yet of this place, but my whole entire bathroom is stone. It's stone floor, stone walls, like stone everything. The whole entire thing is just beautiful stone. So I was very worried about like, falling and hitting my head and of course what's making me more stressed out is jelly's looking at me with these puppy dog eyes of like mommy what's wrong and then my heart's breaking more because i'm trying to like be fucking a mama bear to him but then also like fucking dying and he's just trying to love me and i'm just like feeling so like stressed and sorry for myself and oh my god my pe- the period pain was out of control anyway i phoned my mom and she's like what the fuck babe you have not had this in so long la la i'm like i know anyway and um you know she's telling me all the things to do like get a hot water bottle could you rest in a bath but i just like couldn't do any of it. I was just trembling on the toilet anyway. And she's like, do you have Panadol? And I'm like, actually I do have Panadol. I, I had Panadol because when I'm traveling, I'm actually got half a fucking brain sometimes. And I pack like a little first aid kit and I actually pack Panadol. And I was like, yeah. So I went to the cupboard and I got out Panadol and I took Panadol, which is Panadol is paracetamol for anyone that doesn't know what Panadol is. I took paracetamol because I was like dying and that, but I was on an empty stomach. So I didn't take it before that. Cause I was like, I'm like, can I take it on an empty stomach? I don't know if I can. She was like, yeah, you can take it on an empty stomach. It's fine. So I took that and that definitely like eased it a little bit after about 15 minutes. So it gave me enough to like enough oomph to be able to like run a bath. So I run a bath and I literally, I get in the bath and I pour the whole entire bag of Epsom salts on my stomach because the only thing that relieves period period cramps straight away instantly is magnesium because it relaxes your blood vessels. I had no magnesium oil with me. So I luckily, luckily, thank God I had those fucking Epsom salts. So I pulled those magnesium salts on my stomach and that did definitely help. And a friend phoned me back and we were just like talking for an hour and whatnot. And um, it kind of relieved some of the pain and and for, for the time being and stuff. Anyway, and I found one of my other friends and she was like, babe, this is not normal for you. I'm like, I know. She's like, I've never, I've never been friends with you and you've had something like this. I'm like, I know. She's like, you're the period whisperer. I'm like, I know what is happening. And she's like, wait, you don't think it's the vacation shedding, do you? And I'm like, wait, do you think so? And she's like, well, you are living in New York. And she's like, who are you hanging around with? Like, have they been vacationed? And I was like, shit. And I was like, maybe there's validity to this thing. 
So then I'm like, okay, I hang up from her. I can't remember what I did after that. Anyway, I pulled my shit together and I then finally got hungry and I was like, great. So I like had a bit of food because I was feeling so fucking nauseous before this. Anyway, so calm myself down and whatnot. Felt a bit better. Thanks to the Panadol, literally got my laptop and I started to try and research this vacation shutting. And obviously if you Google it, it's just the media being like, it's biologically impossible, just shutting it all down. Then I came across a website that actually I came across a while ago, but I forgot about it. But luckily I found a link from a friend and the website is called LifeSite News. And there's a few others. So everything that I'm going to reference in today's um, recording, I'm actually going to put the links in below so you can read it yourself. Guys, I'm not an expert in this. Obviously I did spend all weekend researching it. Um, my intuition is that this vacation is fucked right? Like it's just so, there'd just be no way that someone could pay me enough money to get this thing. Um, and I know that we want it for travel and la la la. Um, but now after, and honestly, if I didn't sit down and do this research, maybe someone could convince me like in a year's time, if like I was stuck and unable to live my life, like, yes. And again, that is fucking manipulation, right? It's blackmail, it's fear, and it's a trauma response. And a lot of people are under that right now. And so that's why I'm saying I could be manipulated into it a hundred percent. If enough of my freedom was taken away from me, I could absolutely be manipulated. If they said to me, this thing is going to get your freedom back, I would obviously do it. And that's human nature, right? There is nothing wrong with you doing this if you thought this was going to get your freedom back, okay? Um, so I don't want to scare you into this. I also want to just ask you guys also to have an open mind. I'm not some like, well, actually, maybe I am a conspiracy theorist. I'm someone that thinks outside of the fucking box and I don't watch the news. So if you, if that classifies me as an, an ex, what's it called? A conspiracy theorist, then fucking fine. But do you know how many quote unquote conspiracy theories have actually come true? I, I feel like the word conspiracy theory has gotten such a bad rap instead of us seeing it as someone that's looking outside of the box and questioning, questioning the mainstream. Like if I never questioned, why do people have like, why are people acting out all their trauma? Like surely there's got to be another way to fix it rather than just like living with it. If people didn't think like that, then we wouldn't have trauma healing and all these different modalities. If anyway, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't think, Hmm, there could be another way that are like another reason why period people's period, women's periods are getting all fucked up in their life. That's besides just their nutrition. I wouldn't have discovered this whole link between your subconscious, well not discovered the link, but like acted on the link between trauma and your period next Y and Z and made such a name for myself in that arena. So remember, please, 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 that these conspiracy theorists are just people thinking outside of the box. And yes, of them, yes, some of them definitely seem extreme. Um, if you haven't read the March issue, I'm going to say, yeah, I think it's the March issue of, or maybe it's April, one of the two of the magazine, my, my magazine unedited. There's a really good article about con spirituality from a guy named Richard. And he puts everything really beautifully. So anything that's too far extreme, people are bonded, are living out their trauma because they want to continue to validate this random, this belief they've come up with and they get addicted to it. Um, so you want to be somewhere in the middle. So I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle where you guys know I'm pretty fucking logical and I'm pretty rational. Um, and I'm at a point where it's like, you can't make this shit up. The amount of DMs that I have been sent after I posted my Instagram story saying, Hey guys, curious, like how's your period been the last seven months, the last three months, the DMs that I got. And then I asked them like, have you been around any vacationed people? And they'd be like, well, I haven't been it, but like, yeah, my parents have been, or my boyfriend's been, or the people I work with, like I work in a hospital or I work in, you know, 
a youth center or I work in law, like somewhere or a homeless shelter or whatever, or I work in blah, 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 like a dentist place. So most people have been vaccinated. I'm like, hmm, you know, like you can't deny this. There have been a lot of people um, on, uh, I'm going to do a two, probably a two-part series to this, to be honest. Um, it's already 9.30 and I kind of want to go to bed. Um, I have also you know, come across a lot of people where they've been sharing DMs they've got on their Instagram from thousands of women. And like, you can't deny this shit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck what a doctor says. Um, if they say this isn't true, tell me then why all these women are having period issues sporadically. Like, th- like I would, guys, I would love to think it's a result of stress. I would fucking love that because the, the, re- the, the, the facts that I have found are traumatizing. So, yeah, like I literally, I'm not a fucking anxious person. And when I was doing this research, I had to stop because I was like, I think I'm going to have a fucking panic attack. But my heart rate was so fucking high and it was so stressful. And now that I know all of this stuff, it freaks me out because, um, so if you don't want to know this, don't listen. But yeah, when someone talks about this or they're like, like, oh my God, I had the worst side effects, la la, which I hear from a lot of people, it absolutely, free, like my body just like, the reaction that I get on my body, it's like my intuition is so repelled by this thing. So anyway, if you don't feel like you're in the headspace to listen and you're already having an anxious day or a stressful day, I would not listen to this episode right now. Okay. So if you Google vacation shedding, you'll come across the media gaslighting women's periods, issues, and miscarriage. If you also Google women's periods syncing up, the media does a really good job making us women sound crazy. Honestly, I'm so fucking sick of the mass media just gaslighting women's period issues and women's experiences and that kind of stuff. It's I'm so fucking over it. So that's number one that I want to say. Number two is that the majority of studies are conducted on men and they don't take into account the complexity and sensitivity of a women's cycle and they just brush any issues under the rug. And this is not okay because it's so fucking common. Like if you look at um, intermittent fasting all the studies are done on men and intermittent fasting fucks a woman's hormones. Yeah. The studies might show it's amazing. And they're all done on men. They're not done on women. And you know, whilst we're both human, we are so fucking different that these studies need to be done on different genders, different genders. And this is why we need to keep educating each other and understanding that period pain is not normal and period issues are not normal. If you get vacation, then all of a sudden you have a raging period. That is not fucking normal. Okay. Maybe I get it like a bit of a flu afterwards. Like, okay, maybe that's like a side effect. I I can, I can understand that a bit more, but for your period to be going bonkers for women to have full on hemorrhaging out of their vagina, which means huge blood clots coming out of their vagina. You, if you tell me that's normal, you literally have something wrong with your fucking brain. Like I'm just saying it how it is. So basically I kept digging on Saturday morning. I kept digging and digging and digging and came across some websites that document and report these things. And doctors are writing these articles and sharing studies that you won't find from a quick Google. So everything I'm mentioning today, doctors have talked about this. Doctors, doctors, doctors. But these doctors won't get talked about in the media because they do not validate what the media is trying to put out there, what the media is trying to say. 
Okay. So doctors are doing this. And like I said before, I don't give a fuck what a doctor is saying, to be honest. If there are hundreds of thousands of women having reproductive issues and period fucking psycho period cycles all of a sudden, that tells me a lot more. There doesn't need to be a fucking study done. Like that is the study full stop. Right. On a logical note too, it's also, if you don't think this is weird, you also are being very highly manipulated and you don't even, you're not even aware of it. Isn't it weird how Facebook is taking down Facebook groups where normal women are sharing their terrible miscarriages and period issues? Isn't it, isn't it weird? Like why are people's Instagrams being taken down for them sharing people's DMs that have been sent to them about the terrible side effects that they're having? Isn't that weird? If you think that's normal, I, like, I don't know what to say to you. Honestly, you need to like stop listening to this podcast. Like, I, I don't know how to help you, right? That is raising a red flag. Like, if, if it was all bullshit, why do they care? Like, if someone talks bullshit about me, I'm just like, whatever, because it's not true. I know that it's not true. So like, I don't need to spend fucking time ripping that person to shreds because I'm just like, Ugh, whatever, because I don't, I know that it's not true in my heart, right? But when someone's trying to hide a truth, they will make sure that they can zip everybody's fucking mouths because they don't want that shit to get out there. So when, when Facebook and Instagram is taking down all these accounts, that in itself is like, literally, it's like, it's a, it's a bull to a red light, whatever it's called. Basically, it's just proving to you what I'm about to tell you guys. Okay. So the media says, well, they're spreading false information as in like social media people, but how are real people's stories, false information? Like, tell me, how is that false information? Do you want to just gaslight all these women and all these all these women that are having period issues and all these men that are now having erectile dysfunction and swollen testicles, you want to tell me that's bullshit? Mm, I don't think it is, right? In fact, I prefer to make a judgment based on a mass amount of people's stories than a fucking study where a scientist has been paid to write something. And for anyone that doesn't think that, 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 if for anyone that doesn't think that happens where scientists get paid to write things, it does happen. And it's been reported and documented. It's very well known that scientists get paid to write certain things, take things out X, Y, and Z. Please stop thinking that the government and the big pharmaceutical companies are here to protect you. No, they are doing an amazing, amazing fucking job. Like literally they should get some fucking awards for marketing or blackmail or manipulation. I don't know whatever one you'd call it. They are here to think Right, they are here to make us think that they are protecting us with a band-aid and they keep us paying them because they keep making money. They want to make money. And the way they make money is by us thinking they're protecting that they are protecting us, so we keep spending. That's how it happens. Yawn. Okay. So vacation shedding or V-A-C-C-I-N-E shedding. What is it? So in the ladies issue brief, the latest issue brief by Americans frontline doctors in shorted term to what's it, what it's called when it's just letters, whatever that fucking thing is called when it's just letters, AFLDS. It's like nearly 10 PM guys. Sorry. It's brain is off. But I know you want this episode. So I'm fucking giving it to you. So in this latest issue by the Americans frontline doctors, which is the top doctors. Okay. They warned how 
spike proteins resulting from the COVID-19 vacations have the capacity to one, pass through the blood-brain barrier causing neurological damage, and number two, be shed by the vacationed, bringing about sickness in unvacationed children and adults, and three, cause irregular menstrual bleeding in women. Now, I want to preface everything that I'm about to say to you guys is not like my interpretation. It is like word for word. I have put it here to read to you guys, literally word for word. Everything is linked below and you'll see that I'm like basically reading a bunch of stuff from these different articles. I've typed out a bunch of stuff in these podcasts, X, Y, and Z. I'm just giving you guys a condensed version of this so that you don't have to sit there and do like a whole days of research and have a fucking panic attack. Okay. The document also by the the latest issue of by um, America's Frontline Doctors also has shown an increase in what's called spike proteins. These new vaccines have a new technology where instead of having an unmutated antigen, unmutated, un, unannutated, whatever, antigen response, which is what happens with normal conventional vacations, these experimental agents introduced something called a spike protein into one's system, so into the body. Okay, I'm going to recap that. So basically, in these vacations, there is something called an increase in spike proteins. There is a new technology in these vacations where instead of having a normal antigen response by your body, that happens with normal vaccines, like going to get like, I don't know, fucking measles or something, these experimental agents introduced something, introduced something in your body called spike proteins. And that goes into your body. Now, no one knows, no one, not you, not I, not any of the doctors, not any of the top American doctors, okay, no one, knows the long-term impact for the body and the brain in regards to this spike protein because it is new. It is a new technology that has not been in our bodies for 50 fucking years. That's even logic. I, I just... I didn't read that from a magazine, that little bit of 50 fucking years. I made that up because that's fucking logic. And what we do know, this is again, written out from the doctors. And what we do know is that there will never be a way to reverse the effects that have been caused, says the article. Close quotation marks is what I've got here written in front of me. These spike proteins, along with lipid nanoparticles, is what it's called, have the ability to pass through, listen to this, pass through the blood-brain barrier, which is nothing is meant to pass through there. Nothing. Okay. This is the blood-brain barrier is what protects our body and what protects the very sensitive areas of our body and our brain from toxic chemicals, X, Y, and Z in our environment. Okay. So the spike protein along with lipid nanoparticles have the ability to pass through the blood brain barrier, which is what provides extra special protection for sensitive areas of our body and brain. The risks of the blood brain barrier penetration, not good penetration, bad penetration, (laughs) include chronic inflammation and thrombosis, which is blood clotting in the neurological system, which can contribute to tremors, chronic lethargy, stroke, bowel palsy, and ALS-type symptoms. Yay! And the mRNA-induced spike protein, this is the new technology, can bind to brain tissue 10 
to 20 times stronger than the spike proteins that are naturally part of the original COVID-19 virus. If your stomach isn't churning right now, I think you might be a sociopath. Like I'm just saying. This is not a normal vaccine. I think a lot of people, in fact, I know a lot of people because I was one of them until right now. I didn't know there was a new technology in this. And so I did this research. I just thought it was another vaccine. And I was like, fuck this shit. The reason why I didn't want to get it was because I was like, fuck this. Why would I get it when I'm not going to die from this thing anyway? I, yes, I already had the antibodies, but like the chance of me dying is so fucking slim. And my one of my major reasons why I didn't get it was because I was like, um, it hasn't been in our fucking bodies for 50 years. So we don't know what it's going to do. That was just my logic. My logical mind being like, I don't want to have something in my body that hasn't been tested in someone else's fucking body or an animal's body for 50 years. And I'm not trying to be like animal hate and animal testing. Just let's not hate on me. I'm just giving, I spent a lot of time doing this. So I don't want any hate fucking thrown at me because like, this is like, this is my time that I've spent doing this for you guys and for myself. So I didn't realize this was a new technology. And this is why this is important for you guys to understand. This is a new technology that is no other vaccine. It is not a normal vaccine. This is now what I'm about to read is from an, from the articles and it's from Christine Northrup, which is one of the top American doctors, although now she's quote unquote lost her credibility all of a sudden after like a million fucking years of, if you Google her, she's got like, I think like five or three or something, um, New York times bestseller ebook. She is a top sought after doctor and has like 50 years or something of, um, something crazy. Like, I don't even know how many years of, um, credibility behind her. And like, she's been on like the Oprah Winfrey show, all that jazz. Like she's like, she's like the fucking woman, right? So I'm reading something from her. It is something, this, this, is a not, this is not a normal vaccine. It is something that, that causes the body to make a synthetic protein against a SARS, a SARS COVID-2 spike protein. It is a synthetic protein that has never been seen and the body starts to pro, pro, um, produce this like a factory. It doesn't shut off. It has made your body into a synthetic protein that has never been seen before that theoretically can be in all parts of your body. This is affecting the most delicate part of our bodies. The hormonal system in men and women is so intricate and so sensitive. To get pregnant and to stay pregnant is a big fucking job and these vaccines are playing with it and not in a good way. And hear this, guys. Hear this bit. So there is, I'm going to like link everything. And Sarah's going to write up a blog post of all of this and put the links everywhere as well. So you can all read it and get the links for yourself. The Pfizer trials, the Pfizer trials actually warn men to stay away from pregnant women. The Pfizer trials warned men, and you can read this all in the document from Pfizer, but now the CDC is pushing pregnant women to take an experimental biological agent without a second fucking thought. What? What? Huh? It doesn't make sense. It does not make fucking sense. And yes, there are these theories of like, you know, we're trying to like depopulate the world and sterilize people and la la la. And honestly, by the looks of this, I'm like, well, that kind of makes sense because this is fucking sterilization. Okay. 
This document actually states that one can be exposed, the document by Pfizer that is, it's a 146 page document. If you Google right now, open your fucking Safari, Google 146 Pfizer document, you will see the document, you'd read it for yourself. The document actually states that one that a person can be exposed to the vaccine, well, sorry, vacation, due to environmental exposure via inhalation or skin contact. This document talks about the vacation shedding. The spike protein binds more tightly than the fully intact virus. Guys, listen to that again. The spike protein binds more tightly than the fully intact virus, so the one that you just get from walking down the street from someone else, right? The one that I got back in March, right? And abnormal um, vaginal bleeding and miscarriages have been uh, responded in persons who are near another person that has been vacationed. I'm going to read this again. The document actually states that a person can be exposed to the vacation due to environmental exposure via inhalation or skin contact. So you breathe someone else's air in, right? Like through saliva, not necessarily saliva, like someone talking and you're standing in front of them and you breathe their same air in, right? That's inhalation or skin contact, right? So you hug someone, for example, you have sex with someone. The spike proteins bind more tightly than the fully intact virus, and abnormal vaginal bleeding and miscarriages have been responded, have been reported in persons who are near other people that have been vacationed. Dr. Brian Addis, the founder of Addis Labs, shares that the genetic material and I wrote down particles, it could be, it could be um, particulars of the shot inside the body of the vaccinated person or fucking vacationed person can be transmitted to anyone through several ways, including breathing and sweating. These statements are backed up with a 146-page document with Pfizer, from Pfizer, which admits this information. So they have admitted to the shedding. In fact, the document actually states that if you have been around someone that is vacationed, you should be reporting it, and that the, and that person that has been exposed is meant to be tracked for six months to see if they have any reactions, especially if they are pregnant. So this Pfizer document literally says, don't be around anybody that's pregnant. And if you are pregnant, you've been around someone, can you please report it? Because we want to track you for six months to see if your baby stays alive, if you have any miscarriages and whether your baby's fucked. That's literally what this document is saying, right? And it's linked below. You can find the document. You can read this thing yourself. Dr. Brian Addis also sheds light that the document states that that only healthy individuals are allowed to be a participant. So why is the fact vacation being pushed onto the what's it called what do we all call them the victims the the sick people what did we call them um the vulnerable (sighs) so isn't it funny how they pushed this vacation onto the unhealthy people honestly i don't fucking get it and guys again i would love to be wrong like if i'm wrong about this and everyone's having healthy fucking babies in 20 20 years time, 30 years time, I'm going to be really happy. Like, I really hope I'm wrong. I really fucking do. I really hope this is all just bullshit. And I hope that all these doctors have gone psycho with what they're saying. And that all of a sudden, after 50 years of training and of, you know, doing their job, they, they just want to like put out bullshit. I really hope that's the case, honestly, because I don't want to be right in this. Anyway. Um, okay. So what was I going to say? So yeah, 
you should only be a healthy individual if you want to participate in this experiment. Um, and the document clearly fucking states this. And and in this experiment, which is still running, by the way, but not very closely being monitored, men had to commit. And if you're a man listening to this, I don't know whether you had to commit to this when you went to go get your um, vacation. I don't think so. And men had to commit that if they were going to be in a study, they can't have sex with anybody for 28 days from the first injection and the second, because the semen will fuck a woman's body. So there must be a problem with shedding through semen, huh? And through skin to skin contact, hmm, interesting. Now, I've got no fucking idea how they're going to track this shit. I mean, no one reads these documents before going in anyway. Like, I don't know one person that's like, yeah, I'm just going to sit down and do some light nighttime reading before I decide on this, right? Everyone's been fucking brainwashed. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have my fucking episode on Saturday, I'd still be a little bit brainwashed, right? I had my moments last year, and honestly, it was just too exhausting to, like, to, 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 I just tried to believe in humanity. I was like, I'm going to believe in humanity because it's too exhausting to think otherwise. And again, that is a trauma response, right? It's easier to think of the best than think of the worst. It's scary to think of the worst, right? It really is. So no shame on you if you've been trying to to think of the best in X, Y, and Z. I get it. I I totally get it. And and I continue to think of the best because I don't want to think of the worst because it's fucking exhausting. And I have, and I deal with enough trauma throughout my days with my clients to have to then think that the world's out to try and fucking get me. Right. So, um, okay. Next thing I wanted to mention also, um, yeah. So what I wrote down is that, I mean, no one reads these documents before going in anyway. Everyone's been fucking brainwashed. I mean, most women don't get told by their doctors that an IUD can stop them from having children either because it can get dislodged and then fuck your uterus and la la la. I've talked about this before in other episodes. So I'm not even surprised that we're not being warned about these implications. The document also says that there are, and I quote, potential for this uh, from this vac- uh, vacation for COVID nineteen enhancements. This is on page twenty nine. By by the way, if you want to if you want to look at it, disease enhancement has been seen uh, following vacations with respiratory cynical virus RSV, feline coronavirus, and dengue virus vaccines. So. Unquote. In India, the pandemic was almost over until they introduced vaccines, right? And within 10 days of introducing vaccines, oh fuck, vacations, Jesus Christ, there's been a high spike in cases. And within 10 days, the rates climbed higher than the highest part of the pandemic. Huh. Interesting. So what I want to say with this um, enhancement is that when it says the potential from this vacation for COVID-19 enhancements, what this means is that when you get the vacation, if you then get the COVID-19 in the quote-unquote wilds, so you you know you get the actual strain from the wild, not the synthetic strain, you can have a worse reaction to it than if you just got the wild version, which is really fucking alarming because isn't the point that a vaccine a vacation doesn't do that? Anyway, honestly, I'm just I'm just mind blown by all this shit and not a good way. There has been two times in the past where a vacation was attempt to be made. One was for SARS coronavirus and one was for MERS coronavirus. They attempted these in animals and when they vacationed them all, all the animals, and then exposed them later in later to the wild coronavirus, a hundred 
90% of them died from an enhancement. It was an enhanced reaction, right? It was an enhanced reaction that actually killed the animals in the attempt for them to fight the infection. Never in our history has a corona vaccine made it past trials and to humans because they kept killing the animals. They killed 100% of the fucking animals. And you're not hearing about these deaths in the media because that doesn't make people want to keep getting them, right? But there are already 3,500 deaths being reported that, that have been reported to the US government as of May 13, 2021, deaths within 12 to 24 hours are qualified within getting the shot, right? All three of the types that you can get. That's fucking disturbing, right? I was talking to one of my friends, their neighbor's friend got it next day dead, right? Don't, don't fucking tell me, oh, well, maybe like he had a heart attack. Like literally don't give me that shit, Right? There's way too much of a coincidence to that. If you don't want me to be woo-woo, you don't be logical about this shit and think, oh, that was just like, like, I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want me to be woo-woo, then don't say like, oh, maybe it was a heart attack thing. No, bitch, it wasn't, right? Um, Dr. Ardis references, I do want to give a bit of a solution. He references taking uh, 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C. I did double check that. He said 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C. A thousand I use of vitamin D. 200 milligrams of zinc and 200 micromilligrams of selenium to help your immune system produce natural killer cells and protect yourself from vacation shedding. So that is your solution. 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 8,000 of vitamin D, 200 of zinc and 200 um, micrograms of selenium to help your immune system produce natural killer cells and protect yourself from the shedding. The overbearing amounts of women reporting a change in their cycle over the past two months show a clear connection between the vax and our period. I don't care if you don't, if you want to fucking study, I don't care. Use your logical mind. What else could it fucking be? And I'm going to read out some of these situations that I've gotten sent in my DMs, just a few to give you guys a context. I got plenty and I know, and I, and I have, I follow people with bigger followings that are sharing them all in their DMs and they've been, they've received like tens of thousands of DMs with similar things. Okay. And I want you guys to remind yourself of the economic extent, economic incentive that the pharmaceutical companies have right now. They're making a lot of money, right? A lot a lot of money. The UK's government um, vacation adverse event system has gathered more than 2,200 reports of changes in reproductive systems, including excessive or absent menstrual bleeding, vaginal hemorrhaging, miscarriages, and stillbirths. And don't say to me, oh, well, it's only 2,200. Would you like to be one of them? I also want to add that the yellow card response to the AstraZeneca, if that's how you pronounce it, AstraZeneca, whatever, vacation. Uh, yellow card's like a thing online where you can report your like symptoms. Um, 63 cases of erectile dysfunction reactions, 50 cases of testicular pain, 11 cases of scrotal pain and swelling, and three reports of hemomassospermia or blood and sperm. Now, I know that might seem like not very many in the whole scheme of things, but it's still 
alarming the amount of reproductive issues that are coming so quickly after this thing. Like what's going to happen in a year's time? In 10 years time, well, I know what's going to happen. No one's going to be out of fucking babies anymore or all the babies are going to be so fucking sick. And then guess what? They all need drugs to survive from the pharmaceutical companies. Ooh, look who's making the money. If you want to invest, you should probably invest in some pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> just want to just throw that little joke in. It's a bit of a dark joke, but anyway. Um, okay, some of you might think, oh, well, that's normal. Everyone has side effects. This does not seem like a normal side effect to me. Honestly, even the side effects of people being fucking death ridden with the flu, I'm like, and the media says it shows that it's working. I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, I just, it's just the gaslighting of people's like physical body, like rejecting the synthetic, this is a synthetic thing. I just like, oh my God, it just makes my stomach fucking churn. Maybe a sore arm, maybe a few flu-like symptoms I'd be chill about, but not reproductive-related reactions like this. Also, I'm sure many more men are experiencing this than normal, but they aren't reporting it, and probably women, but people aren't fucking reporting it because they're not connected and is in tune with their bodies. Like, you got to think about it, ladies. Like, with men, they might not be putting two and two together right now, but with women, because we're very in tune with our bodies, because we have a cycle and we know ourselves so well, we are, we will get alarmed much more quickly because we're like, wait, what the fuck? This is not normal. But men could just be like, oh, maybe like my boxes were too tight or I've been really stressed because they don't have an actual cycle where they need to be as connected to their body. So I feel like there'd be a much higher number than this for men than what's being reported. Okay. Now the next bit that I am reading, maybe we should just like stop here and then I could do like a part two. I think I'm just going to have a break, go to bed and I'm going to come back. I'm going to have a break, go to bed, and then come back, guys. So I will see you tomorrow. Okay, we are back. This is a heavy topic. Okay, so the next thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is that I am reading this next bit straight from the source, which will be linked in the blog below. So you'll be able to find where I'm talking about this, and then there'll be a link to it. Okay, so the US Vaccine Adverse Event Report System documents similar reproductive complications. This is someone has written this, like this is a person's experience. So open quote, my period has always been regular. Let me just change the volume. Okay. My period has always been regular. Expected period was to begin on two slash 22 slash 21 after second vaccine dose and bleeding didn't occur. A 25 year old woman from Pennsylvania who received both doses of Moderna's vaccine reported to the system, um, which is run by the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. One um, of these reports, people also described a 51-year-old woman from Georgia who received a first dose of Pfizer vaccine in January and within three days developed a blood rash on her ankles that gradually spread to her knees. She was admitted to the hospital five days after the vaccine with vaginal bleeding um, and she was diagnosed with disseminated intravascular conjugation. Coagulation, Jesus Christ, I'm like a coagulation, a blood clotting disorder, which led to her worsening liver function, painful leg swelling, and purple discoloration. She died February 11th. Oh my God, that actually hurts my fucking heart to read. All right, next patient. Patient received dose number one of COVID 19 vaccine on the 16th of the 1st. Within three days, she developed petechia up to her ankle, later rising to her knees. She was admitted to hospital on the 6th of February for symptomatic anemia. Um, vaginal bleeding. Patient received four units FFP, four units PRBC, a bunch of other things, blah, blah. Also started on 
basically progesterone, a fake progesterone. These are fucking really ridiculous terms. Worsening liver function, evaluated by OBGYN and hematology, diagnosed with DIC, patient with worsening bilateral lower extremity anemia and had increasing pain and weakness. Uh, patient passed away. Oh my God. Patient passed away on the 11th of February. A 48 year old woman from Texas received first dose of, um, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine in January and 13 days later was hospitalized with heavy vaginal bleeding and critically alone, uh, platelet count. The next patient, again, heavy vaginal bleeding. Everything's going to be in the blog post. Um, when was her death? This is, this is disgusting. Um, she's currently hospitalized and received platelet transfusion, but her platelet count is still critically low. She has also been receiving steroids and, um, immunial, um, oh my God, I can't ever say this word, immunoglobulin and is under care of MD. Um, also includes 26 reports of miscarriage or other fetal demise events after COVID vaccinations. Um, there is lots more. Another one, a 40 year old woman, um, had the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, um, describes, okay. The, a 40 year old pregnant physician from California described a patient's first dose of Pfizer vaccine as a lethal event for the fetus that led to her delivering the baby stillborn six days later. She was another patient was 18 weeks pregnant at the time of the vaccine, second pregnancy, um, the pregnancy was entirely normal up to that time. On the 18th of January, she began to have heavy vaginal bleeding, probably due to placental abruption, and then she delivered at 18 weeks. Baby was stillborn. <sighs> Something insulted this placenta to lead to fetal demise, read another VAERS report, which is the name of this report, on a 24-year-old woman who began bleeding two weeks after receiving a first dose of the Pfizer vaccine in February. Another one, an eight-week pregnancy, started bleeding and had a hematoma. Hematoma sub uh, by ten weeks, the hematoma 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 resolved. Received second shot. Received second shot. End of February. One week later, at twelve weeks pregnancy, fetus had no heartbeat. It measured normal size as expected and limited normal first trimester autonomy anatomy. Jesus by ultrasound, but no heartbeat. Something has altered this placenta to lead to fetal demise. In most cases, deaths of unborn babies are recorded as life-threatening or as hospitalizations for the mother, as in the case of a 35-year-old Ohio woman, the woman who lost her baby after she was vaccinated with the first dose of Moderna's COVID vaccine on the same day that ultrasound and genetic screening showed the 20-week-old baby to be in good health. 20 weeks gestation at the time of the vaccine administration, saw OB that morning, normal exam, fetal heart rate, normal anatomy scan, normal genetic screening, fetal demise noted at 24 weeks, stillborn baby delivered on the 12th of February. So the point of me sharing this is just to, just to show you guys that this is like real shit. Um, let me get my phone also because I have a shitload of DMs on my phone that I screenshotted also that further demonstrates what we are playing with here. And it's, I mean, it's fucking freaky. Okay. So here we go. Used to be 28 day cycle to the day. Last four to six months cycle has been randomly 30 days or 26 days. I asked, have you been around anyone that's recently been vacationed? Yep, three people recently vacationed with their, their first shot. 
Okay, another one. So uh, this one has been weird since Feb. I had one cycle that was 36 days long. Um, uh, and since then, the bleed itself has been longer. Also noticed more cramping and also headaches, which is all very uncommon for me. I asked, have you been around anyone that's been vacationed? Yes, a handful of people. Um, okay, another one. This was from... Uh, this was actually a previous client of mine who I helped her get a period perfect. She had the exact same situation that I described at the beginning of the podcast. And she literally was like, I've never experienced anything like this. It was absolutely fucked up. And then basically she also has been around people that have been vacationed. And she was like, yeah, it's fucking horrible. Um, another one, mine is never late. The last one, it's been late 11 days. Have you been around anyone? That's, I asked, obviously, you've been around anyone. Yeah, my best friend, she works in the hospital but I'm not. I have two other girlfriends who aren't vacationed. Their periods were late by nine days last month, and now we're all in sync. Um, we're not on any contraception yet. Okay, cool. Um, another one, the last period, sore tits, cramping, massive clots. I haven't had clots since we did Queen Alchemy back in October. Um, I didn't get vax, but holy shit, the stress of it, um, blah, blah. Did a breathwork exercise. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then I asked, have you been around anyone that's been vacationed? Yes, one of my best friends is. We work together one day a week and we're usually in sync when it comes to periods. We are now two weeks apart. Most of my clients are also, and I see them usually an hour for a massage. So that would definitely be a beautiful case of shedding. Um, another one, she was like, Monica, don't kill me. Um, horrendous stuff as well. First time in three years that she hasn't ovulated. Um, and I said, have you been around anybody? My boyfriend, we had sex the day of, of, um, we sex, we had the say, we had sex the day, both, we had sex both days. He got his doses. Um, and she was like, I feel like I've been vacation without ever wanting it. Um, who's another one? Um, okay. I'm currently on a two week long period. Have you been around anyone that's been vacationed? Yep. My coworkers and my grandparents are and I'm around the 24 seven. Another one. Um, who's another one? Uh, okay. With someone that has had, this is another text, another message with someone that's been vacation. I was meant to be ovulating a few days after, but I didn't ovulate a week late, then bled a week late too. Even though my bleeds have been bang on for the last 29, 29 days for the last four months, then when I was bleeding, I shit you not, a chunk of what I would describe as liver consistency came out of me, not a blood clot. I usually get small, medium blood clots when I'm bleeding, but this was something else. Generally thought it was a fetus and I miscarried, but I believe I was quote unquote shedding from being around someone that had the vacation. Terrifying and not okay. I'm with you, sister. Um, so many, like, seriously, I'm just like swiping through my phone, like so many more fucking, oh my God, so many more messages. Let's find more. Um, okay. Let's find another one. Yeah. Okay. I've done all those. Here are some more. Um, I mean, I think you can get the gist guys. I can literally be here for days. Um, I've been, it's been awful all over the place. I'm, um, on top of gut bloating and I've never had, um, yeah, my period's been all over the fucking place on top of gut bloating that I've never had in my entire life. And that's, and she's been around people. Um, what else was another one? Scroll next. Um, um, now have a period that lasts 10 days or more and then repeats every 15 to 16 days, heavy and more painful. Used to be regular. Now it's a mess. She's had about both of her jabs. Um, 
I usually don't have many symptoms anymore, but now I have fucking severe cramping. Her, cl- her clients that she's around all the time, many of them have been vac- uh, vacationed. Um, I mean, I honestly, like, I have so many fucking screenshots of this shit. It's just, like, out of control. Um, ugh, yeah, I ended up getting my, my getting three periods within six weeks. First one and the third one were extremely heavy. I was having terrible mood swings. I'm always regular 28 days. I've been off since then. Then after being around more family that were vacationed, all three of my kids got sick and were never sick. Then my mum got it and I've had gastrointestinal issues for five days after being around her. Like, I mean, this is not just me. A lot of people on their Instagram throw the sharing these DMs they're getting. It's out of control. So that's just like some of the shit. Um, okay, let me go back to my notes that I wanted to share with you guys. So if you are young and want children, getting this vacation is something that you need to take very, very seriously. Dr. Simon Gold, one of Americans' frontline doctors, has stressed about how experimental these vaccines are. They are still in phase three of the trials. Um, and, uh, it, you know, you need to, you guys need to just use your logical mind. I'm not saying, I mean, I guess I kind of am saying don't fucking take it, but like, I'm not trying to say you can't take it. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like I can't tell you what to do. And if you're, if like, if you think I can tell you what to do, like that's kind of concerning. Cause I'm like on a podcast in your ears. So I can't tell you what to do, but you need to use your logical mind and take this seriously. And this is a high risk thing that you're doing to your body. Um, Dr. Simon Gold also told Michelle Malkin in an interview in February, the cascade of events that has to go on in the human body to get pregnant and to maintain a pregnancy throughout it is incredibly complicated. And that's why historically doctors and scientists have always excluded pregnant women from clinical trials because we don't know all the details of what we don't know. It's a lunacy, um, is that the word? Lunacy. Yeah. To get this experimental vaccine if you're a young female, Gold said. I would flat out forbid any young female from getting this this vacation as it's very unethical for any physician to offer this to any young female. Okay. More on the shedding. So what I'm now talking about is from an interview from the renowned biological um, expert, Pamela Atkinman, who is an expert in the use of aborted fecal cells in in vacations and in vacation development testing. Shedding is not a new concept, she says, and it has also been found in the childhood chicken, pox, and MMR vaccines, and it's common to live viral vaccines, whatever the fuck that means. And look, guys, the bottom line is, you know that I'm intuitive as fuck. This does not feel good. This whole fucking situation and the manipulation and the fear tactics does not feel good. When I got my period... The other week, I, like the other day, I knew something bigger was happening and I've known for a while, but like this kind of freaked me out to be honest. And I just want to re, I want to re-emphasize something, guys. The Pfizer's own document openly admits that an occupational exposure occurs when a person receives unplanned direct contact with a vacation test subject, which may or may not lead to the occurrence of an adverse event. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, this is in the Pfizer document. I'm like, what? So, these people may include healthcare providers, family members, and other people who are around the trial participant. Is in quotation marks. In other words, there is something contained in the object in the injections that causes the injected to become what's called what's quote unquote been named as super spreaders. Pfizer does not indicate what that is. However, it does warn that the culprits are people who were recently injected. 
Such transmission might occur from a simple handshake or a hug. It will almost certainly happen during sexual activity, great, which means those that are wanting to avoid contracting whatever poison is inside these things should be sure that their partner did not receive an injection. Vacationed mothers can also pass whatever is contained in the Pfizer injection to their babies through tainted breast milk as well. A pregnant woman who is unvaccinated, unvacationed, whatever, fuck it now, could also pick up the viral components from her doctor or other family members who were vacationed. According to Pfizer, this can occur by inhalation or skin contact. That's in quotation marks. Oh, but the vaccine, oh fuck, the vacations, the dick munchers, whatever you want to fucking call them, are not actually shedding. The media and the establishment claim this is just a wild conspiracy theory that we're being told. Why? My question is, why then is Pfizer warning quietly in all of its informational material that being in close proximity to a vacation person could cause health problems? If this vacation is not shedding onto other people, why would contact between vacationed and unvacationed be an event worth noting? Asks, asks Taps Newswire. There is a great podcast that goes really fucking sciencey if anyone wants to listen to it. They're interviewing Dr. Artis that I was referencing at the start of the podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to listen to. It's really heavy and my heart was fucking racing. So make sure that it's like you're listening to it on a weekend when you can have time to breathe and have some orgasms after. Lol. Um, he does break down all the biology of how the vacation affects our bodies. So I would recommend listening to it if you like want a doctor. And I get that. Like I, I mean, everything I've Everything that I'm reading, you guys, is from doctors, but like, if you want to hear from a doctor or you, you're curious, I would listen to it. Um, also, as you guys know, a healthy menstrual cycle is one of the ways we determine a woman's health. And so when we are suddenly seeing in a very short amount of time that hundreds of thousands, honestly, probably fucking more, but they aren't putting two and two together, of women's cycles going batshit crazy, you cannot fucking ignore this shit. Dr. Christine Northrup is a highly reputable, world-renowned doctor and has been speaking about this. And funnily enough, now the media is putting her down and just somehow saying she's wrong after decades of being a sought-after OBGYN and multiple times bestseller. So there's some fucking irony for you. And she was saying in an interview that we already know that polysorbate 80, which is included in these vacations, can adversely affect ovarian function and shut down ovarian function in rats. We also know that many women have become infertile as a result of the the gas oil vaccine, HPV vaccine, which she spoke about in 2006 on the Oprah Winfrey show. Great. Thanks so much for me finding this out because I've had that fucking, I've had the HPV vacation. Um, now of course the media isn't talking about this and shutting down anyone that does talk about it. And in December, former Pfizer allergist and and immunologist, there's too many fucking big words in here, I'm not cut out for this shit, Michael Yeadon, a German lung specialist, and German lung specialist, Wolfgang Woodarg, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, sorry, wrote a petition in the European Medicines Agency, Agency, EMA, in which they suggested that any vacation against coronavirus spike protein if it weren't to cross react with a similar, if it, if it were to cross react with a similar human protein called synthetin one in placental tissue, it could result in the loss of pregnancy and continued sterility in women who developed an autoimmune response to synthetin one as a result of the vaccination of the vacation. I, I quote this, there is no indication whether antibodies against spike protein of SARS viruses would act like anti-synthetic one antibodies. However, 
If this were to be the case, this would then also prevent the formation of a placenta, which would result in vacation women essentially becoming infertile. I end quote. The doctors wrote in the urgent letter to the EMA. Since pregnant and breastfeeding women were excluded from vacation trials and women of childbearing age were included only if they were using pharmaceutical contraception, the letter added, quote, this means that it could take a relatively long time before a noticeable number of cases of post-vacation infertility could be observed. So ladies, I want to just... I mean, I don't really know how to fucking end this, to be honest. Like, what's the good news? Um, there's a really nice sunset right now that I'm looking at. And that's the good news. So what I am trying for myself and what I'm going to continue to do for myself is basically dose myself up on the fucking supplements. And I don't know whether you're also aware, but apparently the, um, I don't say the FDA. Is that right? The FDA? FDA, CDC, one of the two, um, are now re what's the word like re not retrialing like re-looking at that's not the right word there's a, there's a phrase for it it's been a long day re-looking at like whether some of the supplements should be able to, to be bought off the shelf things like turmeric turmeric they're looking to see whether turmeric should need to have a prescription like they're I mean I just don't I just don't even know anymore I like if you don't if you don't if your eyes aren't open by the end of this podcast, like I can't help you. Okay. But I did want to just run through some of the things that the Dr. Artist suggested that we could be doing for our bodies. And I'm also, I need to start doing this. I haven't been doing this. I'm also going to start dosing up on high dose turmeric tablets because, um, this reaction of terrible cramps is caused by an increase in inflammation in your body. And as we know this vacation, um, the spike protein can cross the blood brain barrier And that's going to increase the inflammation in the body, um, which then makes sense with these terrible cramps. So turmeric would be a really good thing to be taking like consistently. Um, He also mentioned uh, 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, um, vitamin D, zinc, and selenium to help your immune system produce natural killer cells and protect yourself from the shedding. Um, I would also be taking, I'm also taking, I do this anyway, B vitamins for stress and just like helping your body and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd also be taking ATP's gut right or similar to be helping your gut health and just having lots of antioxidants in your body and just making sure that you're loading up on antioxidants so that your body can be fighting anything in it. I spoke to my naturopath, um, she didn't know that much about it to be honest, but she basically said when it comes to like detoxing from vacations, detoxing from vacation, lol, but you guys know what I mean, vacation week, week, nudge, 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 you really want to be focusing on liver health and like lymphatic systems. So anything that's good, so like lymphatic massages, maybe from someone that hasn't had the vacation, um, and dry body brushing, uh, self massage, obviously like walking to get your your blood flow going and everything and help your body's um, natural lymphatic system. Uh, Things like milk, thistle, dandelion, they're all going to help your liver. Having really good quality bone broth, for example, collagen, all those kind of things are going to help your body to detoxify. So just make sure that you're continuing to eat really healthy is going to be the best thing for you to do. And if you have had one of the doses or whatever and you're like, fuck this, I'm out, why the hell do I do this to myself or whatever the situation is or your boyfriend is or your family members, um... I'm not someone that's saying like, we need to now, like, you know, I can't be around people that have been vacationed because every person that I know bar one, uh, oh, actually that police officer that asked me out, 
I got asked by out by a police officer the other day, which is really hot. He hasn't had the vacation. And I was like, and he tells everybody he has though. Um, which is funny because I was like, you're a police officer. He's like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not getting that thing. I was like, interesting. Anyway, um, so there's a baby daddy for me. <laughs> um, I'm just joking. Maybe not. Um, no, I'm definitely joking. Anyway, beside the point. Um, so I know two people that haven't been vacationed. One of them is a dude, him, the police officer. And the other one is a good friend of mine, but she's a chick. So I kind of have babies with her. Um, but everybody else that I know has been, so I'm not going to be avoiding people that have been, you know, vacationed and I live in New York city for fuck's sake. Like most people have been here. So what I will be doing is just, um, dosing up on supplements to help support my body, going to acupuncture, doing lymphatic drainage massage by myself at home, not around people. Um, and that kind of stuff. So just keep my, my body detoxifying and whatnot. And even little things, ladies, like making sure that you're drinking like spring water or filtered water and just all those little things, they do add up having plenty of sleep, Epsom salts, bath, top your body detoxify, making sure you're taking magnesium, taking your turmeric, taking your vitamin C, eating berries, um, lots of veggies, all that kind of stuff. They're all going to be helping your body to repair itself. Um, if you are, if you are um, around people and you're worried about the shedding. Um, yeah, I really hope this episode helped, but also didn't freak you out too much, but it also probably did. So I'm sorry about that, but I'm also like, I mean, I couldn't really help it. Uh, I mean, I'm freaked out about it. So we're all in this together. Hey, um, I do just want to ask though, ladies, um, when you share this on your Instagram and I would obviously love for you to share this on your Instagram. Um, can you not put the word vacation but the real word vaccine can you not put that word like on your instagram story um because it will pop up with that covid19 like you know that like thingy that pops up saying for true information you're like yeah fucking true my ass just don't put that up because i just don't want to flag the podcast or my account too much so if you can just like make the word up with a bunch of numbers and letters or that kind of stuff. That would be awesome. Um, just so that we try not to flag the episode too much. That would be really greatly appreciated because I'm kind of scared to put this out. Um, I've already had a lot of backlash this week, um, which is fine. I'm here for it. And my book's going to be like way more polarizing anyway. So I have to get used to it, but I just don't want to get shut down. So if you can just um, do that, that'd be lovely. And I guess you should all probably follow my backup account too, because I should probably just say that while I'm here. Backup account is just my name, Monica Yates. Um, you'll find it. It's uh, Is it a private account? No, it's just like a nothing account. I think, I think the name on it is Monica Nelly. Um, that's my middle name fun fact so i hope this episode was helpful to you guys share it with friends put it on your instagram story and let's hope we all can still have babies in 10 years time the end have a good day